the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden is playing down any rift among Democrats when it comes to Israel. At a joint news conference with South Korean President Moon Jae-in late Friday, President Joe Biden affirmed his and the Democratic Party's support for Israel. My party still supports Israel. Let's get something straight here. Until the region says unequivocally they acknowledge the right of Israel to exist, as an independent Jewish state, there will be no peace. Biden's remarks came roughly 24 hours after a ceasefire was announced, ending 11 days of fighting between Israel and Hamas. That's correspondent Mike Grazia reporting. Republicans say they're not impressed with the White House counteroffer when it comes to infrastructure spending. The White House saying now it will accept $1.7 trillion. Republicans say that's still way too high. This is SRN News. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, celebrating 20 years on air. Brad Carlson here. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm proud and thankful to be on the air because it's easy to feel like you're all alone as a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities. I just want you to know you're not. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. Just a little bit after 1 p.m. here at AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 84 degrees. 2021 marks our 20th year on air. We're celebrating all year long with a variety of on-air features, familiar voices past and present, and maybe an event or two, but we wouldn't want to spoil the surprise. Keep in touch by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Parler. Thank you for 20 great years on air. We can't wait for 20 more. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, moldy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12E, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, bringing the Twin Cities the truth for going on 20 years now. This broadcast itself, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, itself now going on uh, almost... uh, 18 years actually we're just 10 months away from our 18th birthday on the air here which is just the way we like it the longer the better this is in fact this this broadcast has lasted far longer than my original radio career uh, such as it was, and I think I may have actually made more money doing the show that I did on my first radio career, including the full-time jobs that I actually worked as a 
to a 60-hour-a-week day job. Anyway, great to have you all here. As I joke occasionally, uh, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. And it's days like today, days that are just begging for me to jump on the bike and ride out to Stillwater and enjoy a day up and down the uh, the shores of a newly opened, uh, newly mask-free, newly free sort of state of Minnesota is is difficult. And yet the draw of being on the air, getting to talk to you, a few thousand of my closest friends, is enough to say, eh, I'll ride out to Stillwater at 3.30 today. I, I've, I can do this. There's plenty of time to do both. And, and by the way, I forget if it was two or three or five weeks ago, if it was just last week, when Governor Klink, I, I think it was within the last two weeks now, that the CDC abruptly reversed course. That's right. We talked about it last weekend on the show. Thank you. And uh, when, when I uh, and, and it caused all sorts of confusion. And and we had this quick, very I was going to say nimble, but it wasn't in nimble. It was just a panicky reversal, of course. And we talked about this on the show last week, as indeed uh, Ben Shapiro and other uh, members of the Salem community did the week before that. And that is the reason for this was not the science changing. The reason for it was, well, political expediency. Joe Biden has had a no good, very bad 120 or so days in office right now, and they need to shake something. Out. And it reminded me, it, it reminded me of something that, that, that as, as I watched local governments and businesses react to the lifting of the mask mandate, it, it brought me back to an episode from, well, gosh, 32 years ago. Let me explain. One of the, the signal moments of my life uh, was the fall of the Berlin Wall. And the Berlin Wall fell initially, not with a bang, but with, with a whimper. I mean, there had been, since the late 1970s, early 1980s, there had been fractures appearing in the Eastern Bloc, especially in the satellite countries, the vassal states of East Germany, uh, especially Poland and what we used to be called Czechoslovakia and Hungary, places with long small l liberal traditions long desires to govern themselves also the baltic states especially estonia but also latvia and lithuania uh places that had a long tradition of self-governance a fair amount of their own ethnic nationalistic pride and not a whole lot of love lost for the russians who had inherited them uh thanks to franklin delano roosevelt's bad negotiating at yalta at any rate we started to I mean, I mean, up until the very last moment in the summer of 1989, it looked like, I mean, nobody was predicting that communism was going to fall. Nobody. And everyone said, I mean, you, you talk to liberals these days, not necessarily progressives who kind of bet on the other side, but liberals. And they say, well, literally everyone figured that the Soviet Union was going to fall eventually, uh, to which I respond, name them. And show me a site. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, in his excellent biography of Ronald Reagan, excellent and very readable and not very long biography of Ronald Reagan from 30 years ago, ran down the list of Western intellectuals who, were, who after 1993 and 1994, were saying, yeah, everyone knew it was going to happen. Everyone knew it was going to happen. And Dinesh D'Souza did a little digging, did a little, little research and found what every last one of these public intellectuals had been saying back in the 1970s and 
up, up into the late 1980s, up to and including Bill Clinton's, quote, expert Sovietologist, end quote, Strobe Talbot. Remember that name from the deep, dark, dank past? Who as late as, well, who was saying, the Soviet Union is going to be here forever and we might as well get used to it. He said this mere weeks before the standoff at the uh, at the Kremlin and the, the standoff between Boris Yeltsin and the hardliners in the Kremlin and, and elsewhere in Moscow led to a brief flash of armed struggle and the downfall of the Politburo and the downfall of what we used to call the Soviet Union. It was a matter of weeks at the out. Let's be charitable. A matter of months before the USSR fell that America, the greatest Sovietologist in history, said that the Soviet Union was here to stay. And I guess I can understand why someone with the job title Sovietologist would want to the Soviet Union to stick around. I mean, you spend years, decades building expertise uh, in something that you can market to government and to business and to foreign policy wonks and to Foggy Bottom. It, I, mean, I mean, having the Soviet Union go away has got to feel a little bit like being a buggy whip manufacturer in about 1920. There's not much need for you anymore. I mean, there's only so many places that teach Soviet history. Actually, that's probably intentional. If they taught Soviet history honestly... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would still be working as an intern for Bernie Sanders. Anyway, it was interesting a few years ago, uh, as we hit the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, watching some of the retrospectives of that fall of the Berlin Wall. I posted a bunch of them on my blog back then, and I did it again this past week um, as I made this observation. Because, I mean, even today, watching some of the, the news coverage of the of the episode of the fall of the Berlin Wall is just otherworldly and and it was as unbelievable now as it was back then because it was it fell with a whimper not a bang there had been decades of complete control with the KGB and the Stasi going after I mean the original cancel culture let's be honest going after every dissident that they could that they could find and shipping them off to Siberia and yet, in 1989, an East German government officials inadvertent slip up, basically saying, yeah, we'll open up the, the wall. And so all of you East German, uh, East Berliners, really, uh, can go visit the West. It caused a huge uproar. Tens of thousands of East Berliners massed at the various gates, massed, M-A-S-S-E-D, gathered in, in immense, unruly, well, I mean, by German standards, unruly, I mean, German for Germans, unruly means having a cigarette without an ashtray ash nearby. But still, in context, that's pretty radical for a bunch of Germans, especially East Germans, especially East Germans who grew up watching for the representatives of the most intrusive police state in history, the Stasi, uh, for, from turning them in and sending them off to the Stasi's prison system. And yet there they were. They were gathered because one official in the middle of a televised meeting, said, ah, sure, we'll open up the border. Why not? Basically a, a flub, a, a brain um, exhalation, shall we say. I can't use the other term on on a Salem radio station, I don't think. At any rate, you all get the point. And 
as these crowds of tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people built up at the various crossing points, of which there were, I think, six or seven to get from East Berlin into West Berlin, all of them under tight military control, uh, the, the few gates and crossing points between uh, the, the East and the West, the few that weren't guarded with minefields and, and guards with, with machine guns and, and guard dogs that were trained to gnaw your leg off. And eventually... At one of these checkpoints, a place called Bornholmstrasse, which is a bridge over the Berlin Wall, an old overpass from before World War II that had been not been torn down, had been kept as a checkpoint going over the Berlin Wall, in the immortal words of Johnny Rotten. And finally, this, this and, and by the way, this is the subject of a, of a hilarious German, well, to me, hilarious German TV series from about 10, 12 years ago called... Bornholmerstrasse, and I believe it's been released with uh, subtitles. I watched it in the original German because I'm a boss like that. Ich spreche gern Deutsch, but it's Berlin German, so it took some effort. Anyway, the sub it's out with subtitles now. I do urge you to watch it if you like to watch that a a dark comic view of that point in history. It's probably the finest movie I've seen on the fall of the Berlin Wall. It's East uh, West German television, well German television movie. And the the guy who was in command of this gate finally saw all these people and said, whatever, go, just go, get, stop yelling at me, and just go visit visit West Berlin and come back if you want. And don't. He was just warning. He reminded me like a dad, father of teenagers going, fine, whatever, stay out till 10 instead of 9. I, as long as I don't have to hear you all yapping at me anymore, I don't care. That's basically what it boiled down to. And that let the genie out of the bottle. Hundreds of thousands of East Berliners flocked into West Berlin and lived like human beings, like Westerners, like like free people for an evening. And one evening wasn't enough. And that led in very short order to the collapse of East Germany, which led the dominoes to fall. Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Poland, uh, the Baltic states, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Bulgaria, they all fell in short order. Some, Most of them peacefully. Estonia, not so much. It took it took that Estonian fighting spirit to bring that one about or to accelerate. And in Romania, well, Ceausescu didn't go out willingly, so he was escorted out of office and from this mortal coil by force. But for weeks after that, you saw the East German government and the rest of the communist governments backing and filling and trying to do damage control and trying to put the genie back into the bottle. And I was reminded of that this past week as I watched cities like Minneapolis and St. Paul saying, uh, science, schmience, we're going to keep the mask mandate in place. And as I watched stores like Menards uh, keep their mask mandates in place, even though the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institutes of Health both said, if you're a big box store and people are vaccinated, it's just really fairly pointless. It reminded me, uh, watch, listening to, to government backing and filling and trying to put the genie back in the bottle, trying to pe- put people's masks back on, of that particular episode in history. And in its own way, it was the most amazing bit of deja vu I've had in the while. When we come back, speaking of deja vu, Minneapolis fights the PR war, and the war fights back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Gun Now, we'll be right back.
limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hey, don't forget, since I mentioned Dinesh D'Souza, his podcast is available at am12a.thepatriot.com, and it is free. That's right, free. Uh, the kind of podcast you should be paying money for in a just world, you get for free. That's because we're looking out for you here at AM1280, The Patriot. As always, you're welcome. So, with the lifting of the mask mandate and the winding down, by all intents and pur- for all intents and purposes, by all indications of the of the COVID pandemic, some of the voices in downtown or in in Twin Cities media are starting to talk about 
bringing life back to downtown Minneapolis. And 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 I say this. Well, I, I try and keep my cynicism out of the way here. I do. But let's be honest. These efforts pop up in the news media, not out of random, not because some reporter woke up uh, on, a, on a on a Monday morning and thought, you know, I'm going to look out and see if people are coming back to downtown Minneapolis. I mean, it could happen. It could potentially happen, hypothetically, but it doesn't. It's like you recall at the, around the beginning, well, towards the end of 2019 and coincident with the beginning of the pandemic, roughly, and honestly, all the way through the pandemic, there was a wave of stories in the mainstream media about how about 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 how people need to consider the upside of eating insects as a primary source of protein and about how much of the world uh, does this already and the United States should get on on track. And by the way, it's much healthier for the planet for you to be eating insects and grubs and worms and the like. And. And this, these stories popped up really close to each other all over the media on morning news shows, on, on network news programs, on cable, on, on online news all over the place. There were just this raft of stories over the course of six months that came thick and fast, like, dare I say, flies, uh, about the benefits to humans and to Mother Earth of eating insects. Now, it's a fact that much of the world does it is also a fact that much of the world does a lot of other things that nauseate Americans with good reason. That's fine. That's a, that's an effort that can be judged on its own merits. But I come not to talk about the actual diet. I come to talk about the raft of stories. Because this didn't happen by accident. News people... They will cover things that, that they observe in the world around them. It does happen, especially if it's something that bleeds, ergo leads. But for the sort of lifestyle-y, feature-y stuff, uh, including things about your diet and radical changes that are being proposed by those who know better than you for the good of the planet, it's not like reporters go walking down Eat Street and go, huh, what if there was a bug place here? Some place that served uh, served braised mealworms. Ooh, let's do a story. No, it doesn't happen. They get a press release from an organization that says, "Hey, I've got we've got some people who are here to talk with you about insect the the, the value and let's be honest, the imperative of an insect based diet. It will usually be some nonprofit organization uh, that that." wraps itself in virtue signaling about the future of the planet and getting people's diet away from cattle and and highly irrigated farmland and so forth. But underneath it all, you will find that there's a certain amount of money coming from a new industry of small businesses that have grown up to, well, grow bugs for human consumption, among other things, including in, in, in a variety of other protein products as well. But they want, they want to start to generate the acceptance of insects as human food. And that's all fine. I mean, I ain't buying. They haven't convinced me yet. I suspect they haven't convinced you yet either. But if you're seeing these stories, it's because some PR flack somewhere has been sending out press releases and news editors, news producers have gotten these news releases and thought, yeah, I've got to plug a three minute gap in uh, this next newscast. And if they want to send someone by to talk, 
well, taping a bit out at a uh, bug farm is quick, cheap, time-filled. And I can fill it on three different new, three or four or five different newscasts with it. So let's do it. And this is big business here, folks. So I, when you see lots of related stories about something that is not immediately in the news popping up, you can tell there's a PR flack behind the scenes pushing the story for some reason. And that some reason is almost always someone stands to make a buck from it, whether it's uh, a bug farmer bug rancher i don't know whatever people who raise bugs for some proposed future human consumption although not me and others that want to raise money for their consultancies in the nonprofit sector either way it's money being transferred from from somebody to someone else i say this because there was a a flurry of stories in local news this past week uh, one of them came out on the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. More signs of post-pandemic life emerge in downtown Minneapolis. This came out yesterday. Yesterday at 2 p.m. by a fellow named, I kid you not, Dylan Thomas. Hey, cool. Parents are English majors. I can dig it. He's a reporter at Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. And he writes his lead, while challenges remain... <laughs> Sorry. While challenges remain, downtown Minneapolis's progress towards a post-pandemic revival is picking up steam. According to the panelists who joined a Friday morning online forum hosted by the Minneapolis Downtown Council. By who? The people who live, I don't know, who don't live, who work, run businesses, and earn their money downtown. The conversations between chef and restaurateur David Fema who can't seem to stay in business wherever he's at. Uh, Minnesota riots and pandemics or not. Uh, Minnesota Twins President and CEO Dave St. Peter. Meet Minneapolis President CEO Melvin Tennant and Leah Wong, the Vice President of External Relations for the Minneapolis Downtown Council, i.e. people who, who need downtown Minneapolis to be buzzing right along to keep the money coming and to justify their jobs in a few cases. Uh, are placing this uh, PR agents working for them have placed this story. I would bet you dimes to dollars and would even lay odds if there was any way to lay measurable odds on this. And the reason I say this because, well, it wasn't the only story that came out in the last 24 hours. A story by Leah Bino from uh, Channel 9 entitled Group Pushes Campaign to Get People to Return to Downtown Minneapolis. The lead uh, from Fox 9, a uh, push to get more people to return to downtown Minneapolis is growing stronger between stakeholders within the city. A new 612 campaign aims at bringing together business owners and advocates all work. Again, business owners and advocates, the people who are downtown and, and do it for a living, all working to attract people to once again spend time and money in the heart of the city. Quote. We all have to be ambassadors for downtown Minneapolis. We all have to own where we are, explained, twi explained who? Twins President Dave St. Peter, one of the stakeholders from the previous story from Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. This is not an accident. David St. Peter and, I'm sorry, uh, Dave, yeah, Dave St. Peter and who? Take a guess. It's one of the three names from the previous story that I read from Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. Chef David Fema, along with leaders from 
Square, meet Minneapolis and the downtown council. <laughs> gathered for a discussion Friday to talk about ways to entice people to once again return to downtown Minneapolis this summer. The panel points out, and you can read this in either story, and I would suspect the same, a, a similar story with different reporters and slightly different words came out in the Star Tribune and in the Pioneer Press, maybe, and in the other two TV stations, other two, three TV stations, because that's how the news works. The PR flack sends out the news release. It's a nice, cheap story to fill three minutes of airtime. A cameraman and a, and a reporter is headed by, or maybe just a camera person, is headed by. They shoot the footage. They throw together a voiceover back at the studio. Boom! Airtime filled. Cheap. The panel points out that currently about 300 restaurants and retail locations are open between the street and skyway level. That's about 280 more than I thought, to be honest. And overall workforce occupancy is about 80%. I, I believe it when I see it. But it's, uh, quote, uh, part of a larger ecosystem that we're able to attract downtown workers back downtown, said Meet Minneapolis CEO Melvin Tennant from the previous story, even on a modified or hybrid schedule. The group highlights a number of summer events that are returning, including Thursday Farmer's Markets on Nicollet Mall, Music and PV Plaza, pop-up concerts, and the Stone Arch Bridge Festival, in addition to the growing attendance for the major sporting events. Not part of the panel, the owner of Devil's Advocate, Eric Forsberg, uh, applauds all of it, but still plans to wait until September to reopen for the first time in more than a year. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I have a hunch you're going to see a lot more of that. Because while the PR flacks have been busy doing what they do, i.e. flacking their PR, real-life events still prevail in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, All the PR in the world isn't going to get you past the reality that downtown Minneapolis is just a little bit dangerous these days. And we saw that bright and early this morning. Actually, very not so bright and early this morning in the wee hours of this past evening. Uh, more on that when we come back. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us if you would, please. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need on a bitter December morning, Shelby went to a Twin Cities abortion clinic, planning to get abortion pills to end her pregnancy. A young mom of a three-year-old daughter, 
Shelby didn't see how she could parent another child by herself. But when she got there, she saw the Alpha Women's Center Mobile Medical Clinic parked nearby. This is Annie with Alpha Women's Center, a pro-life Christian ministry in the Southwest Metro. We operate a mobile ultrasound unit that we call the Miracle Machine. Shelby left the abortion clinic that day and came on the mobile unit instead. When she saw her baby on the ultrasound, she changed her mind and chose life. Alpha Women's Center has been offering help and hope to women like Shelby since 1982, and we're the only mobile pregnancy center in Minnesota. We go where women are, serving in five locations. Our mobile clinic is staffed by licensed medical professionals who offer best practice care at no cost. We're entirely donor-funded by pro-life people like you. To learn more or support our ministry, visit us at MiracleMachineMN.com. Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, AM 1280, The Patriot, 20 years strong, dominating the conversation here in the Twin Cities. The other media may not want to admit it, but that's why they are just them. So, make sure you stay tuned. By the way, this station, I believe, one of the uh, two or three, no, three or four oldest radio stations in the Twin Cities. Not only have we been dominating the the Twin Cities political conversation for almost a generation now, and we've been here for almost 18 years of it here on the Northern Alliance, but this station has been in this market for 96 years as of this coming August 10th. I'll have to, uh, we'll have to get ready for a hundred anniversary celebration. Hard to believe radio has been around for a hundred years. That just seems like one of those things that, and I'm not that old. <laughs> I wasn't around when it started, but it's always seemed relatively new compared to, I don't know, newspapers or, well, uh, the broadsheets that apparently dominate so much of the uh, the, the world uh, in our in our mainstream media. So uh, we had, before the break, uh, the sound of, well, PR flax doing what they gonna do. They're 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 pushing the idea that downtown Minneapolis is coming back. And and I don't doubt that there will be some return of something to downtown Minneapolis, some sort of enterprise, some sort of some sort of activity, some sign of life. I mean, you go to any the business district of any major city, even the most crime ridden. And you find some human activity. You find, uh, I mean, I've been, I was in downtown Detroit five years ago last winter. And in downtown Detroit, I mean, it's actually the square mile right around Cobo Hall and right around the, 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 the central most business district. There's an area in downtown Detroit 
where I walked around feeling, during the daytime, mind you, feeling no less safe than I did in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, we'll come back to that in a moment here. And you can find the same thing in Baltimore, Newark, Atlanta, places with much higher crime rates than the Twin Cities, New Orleans, Stockton, uh, Cincinnati, St. Louis. You can find places where decent people go out during the daylight. It happens. I mean, I walked around downtown Detroit all day and, and felt every bit as safe as I did at that time in downtown Minneapolis during the day. But... Real life has a way of getting in the way of public relations. Uh, two people died. Eight others were injured after a shooting in downtown Minneapolis overnight, according to the Minneapolis Police Department. Incident happened just before 2 a.m. this morning on the 300 block of North 1st Avenue near the Monarch Nightclub. Hard to believe a nightclub that far up 1st Avenue North is it, it has had a fatal shooting. This doesn't happen like every summer, does it? Well, yes, it does. Police officers were nearby when they heard shots ring out because Minneapolis is desperately trying to salvage some form of commerce in their crown jewel, the warehouse district. Quote, officers observed numerous other people running through the area. It was a very chaotic scene. Officers dealt with a number of people who had been shot and were laying on the ground, said uh, Minneapolis police spokesman John Elder. Elder says investigators learned two men standing in a crowd outside got into an argument, pulled out guns and began shooting at each other. Of the 10 victims, five are men, five are women. The two people who died are both men. Another man is in critical condition. Seven other victims went to hospitals around the metro with non-life-threatening injuries. Investigators are in the process of trying to collect surveillance video in the area. By the way, a shooting happened just hours after another deadly shooting last night in the Jordan neighborhood up in the 20s along Bryant, I believe. Anyway, up in the near north side. They're going after surveillance because I'm going to bet you dimes to dollars. None of the victims are saying a thing, and they may not know anything, but if they do, why would they talk? What's in it for them? The police aren't going to protect them, and they're not going to protect you if you go to downtown Minneapolis. If they get there, they will get there likely they did outside the Monarch. And This is not a ding on the police, least of all the Minneapolis police who are having to punch way above their weight these days. Under, I mean, I mean, it's the ultimate power play. They're they're shorthanded, and and the other side outnumbers them. So it seems sometimes, and and they can't be everywhere at once, even in the best of times. These are not the best of times to be a Minneapolis cop. Let's be honest. So what you have is a shooting with two dead, eight in seven seven or eight injured. Reports vary, and that on top of another shall we say, mass shooting earlier in the evening, uh, which led to another dead and a couple more injured. It brought me back, by the way, since we're going through a lot of deja vu today, brought me back to when I first reported on gang violence in Minneapolis back in 1986 when I was at the Evil Talk Empire. KSTP, AM 1500, they're not a talk station anymore. They're not the competition. They barely register on the numbers anymore, so who cares? They still exist, but you'd never know because... There are other sports stations in town. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, I, I It's part of covering the story of, of the first real raft of gang shootings in Minneapolis, up in the north side. I was talking with a Minneapolis cop who said the safest place to be in a gang shooting is the target. Because these gang kids don't know how to shoot. 
And that would be fine if there weren't innocent bystanders or kids doing their homework in buildings 45 degrees off the line of fire up on the second floor who are the ones who seem to get hit. I mean, the the, the very clinical term stray bullet has been thrown around a lot this past week to, to discuss the three children under the age of 10 who have been hit, two of them wounded critically, one of them killed in the past month. And... Five will get you ten. The eight victims that didn't die, and likely or not, at least one of the two, I, I bet dimes to dollars, uh, one or both of the two uh, fatalities from last night's shooting on on First Avenue North weren't the intended targets. I can speak to this from personal experience. In 1998, I had a drive-by shooting in front of my house in St. Paul. I knew the intended victim, the kid who lived down the block, sold a little weed, apparently stepped on somebody else's turf. A couple of, you guessed it, white supremacists pulled up. No, they weren't. They were gangbangers. They were they were they were gangers of of, of a uh, bangers of a gang from Frogtown. I'll leave further description aside. But they pulled up at three in the morning and unloaded with a count it, 22 caliber automatic Firing eight shots, reloading, firing eight more, and speeding away in a dingy yellow Toyota Tercel. The gangbangers doing the shooting fired 16 shots in less than ten, eight to ten seconds. They hit the tree in front of my house. They broke a window in my parlor, and they left a bullet I found a year later in a window frame on the third level of the house. I mean, they were shooting up at a 45-degree angle, for the love of God. Thirteen other bullets, I have no idea where they landed. I know where they didn't land, in their intended target. They did come closer, I suspect, to my sleeping children than they came to the intended target, because that's the way gang members shoot, apparently. Nobody taught them marksmanship. And if you are a member of a rival gang, that's good news for you. But if you are anybody who's in the stray bullet envelope, which even with a pistol can be a mile away, not so good for you. And by the way, these three children and and eight other likely, likely innocent bystanders from last night and very possibly at least one of the two or both of the two victims last night, uh, fatal victims last night, join an endless stream of people, many of them children hit, paralyzed, killed, while sitting in houses nowhere near the action. I remember this was one of the episodes that that prompted even the Minneapolis mayor and city council, Sharon Sales Belton, and the rest of that mob of, at that time, we thought progressive misfits, to crack down on crime in Minneapolis when Denisha Gillum, a 12-year-old black girl in North Minneapolis doing her homework at the kitchen table was killed by a stray bullet from a gang fight. And it was too much for the people of Minneapolis, even Democrat-run Minneapolis, run by Sharon Sales Belton, who at the time was one of the most, quote, progressive, end quote, mayors in America, and would probably need to run as a Republican today because she would not get endorsed by the Minneapolis DFL. It's what it took 25 years ago 
to, to get Minneapolis to clean itself up. What will we get today? Well, Chief Arredondo of Minneapolis uh, had a new uh, press release this morning, and I quote, These brazen, senseless acts of gun violence must stop. The, perpetra- the perpetrators of these crimes should never find refuge or anonymity in our communities. Now, it begs the question, or it introduces the question, who are the perpetrators of these crimes? Because Chief Arredondo referred to gun violence. So was the perpetrator a gun? Was was that was that what what levitated itself from a, a gun shop in Eden Prairie, floated into to Minneapolis and started busting caps on First Avenue North? No, it wasn't. We can say who it was, though, can't we? By the way, the phrase that has come out and and become an instant social cliche over this last year since the the death of George Floyd has been some adenoidal little twerp going, say his name, say his name. Okay, say their names. Say the names of the perps. You don't know their names yet. That's fine. You're still investigating. But say their names. Say who they are. Be honest about who they are. They're not guns. They're not white supremacists. They're people with gang affiliations who do not have the legal right to keep or bear arms or vote or do much of anything else in this country. File bet you a shiny new quarter that that's exactly who did this shooting. Say their name, Chief Arredondo. Oh, much more when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE. 844-94-BIBLE. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? 
The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, after the top of the hour, I'll be talking with some of the organizers from Speaking Proudly. And if you know any... High school age young ladies who are into oratory, into speaking, into into public speaking. This is a great event. I was a judge two years ago. I remember complaining. It's two whole years till next time. Well, here we are. It's upon us again. And if you have a young lady somewhere in your life in high school who is into public speaking and a little bit of politics, does it? It's nonpartisan. Any point of view they want to take, feel free. Anyway, this uh, next couple segments after the top of the hour will be for you or. Let's be honest for them. Uh, so I hope you can uh, hope we can connect some of you with the organization here. Anyway, we were talking before the break uh, about how life has a way of disturbing the plans of the public relations flax. Downtown Minneapolis uh, is remains dangerous. Now, whenever you say this, by the way, and this pops up a lot on social media, whenever someone, especially someone from the political right, says yeah, these downtowns are kind of dangerous, you will get somebody or other saying, well, you're just a plush bottom you who from Burnsville or Woodbury who just can't handle the city, which, by the way, is inevitable. You dig into these people. They are inevitably one of two different classes of people. 25-year-olds who work for nonprofits and who aren't worried about their catalytic converters being stolen because their only vehicle is a bike. And I love biking, don't get me wrong. Not casting aspersions here. Uh, but that's the only bike they that, that's the only vehicle they worry about. Or retired, usually retired or, or nearly retired people from the public sector or the media or government or the nonprofit industrial complex or education. Who are retired and who live, as luck would have it, in Linden Hills or Crocus Hill or Kenwood or St. Anthony Park or Highland Park or some of the posh, leafy, tony neighborhoods in the Twin Cities that don't have to worry about, I don't know, getting mugged at the train station because they take their Volvo to work or they have been working at home for a year. They're not found on the train uh, or uh, people who, who just, for whom there is no skin in the game. And I love having it out with those types because I live in the midway. <laughs> I live not far at all uh, off of the beaten path crime wise. And so I love it mixing it up with th- these folks here. 
The fact is, perception is reality. And, and yes, I did, in fact, commute to downtown Minneapolis and mixed it up with some of my conservative friends. Said, I'd never go down there. I, I did it for years. I wanted to go to a concert at night at the Dakota. I would walk down to the train on University Avenue, jump on the train, get off at Fifth and Nicollet, walk down Nicollet Mall after dark and go to a concert and then walk back up Nicollet Mall and get on the train ride home to Hamlin and University and walk my way home. Now, I'm a six foot five guy. And well, all my guns fell in Lake Superior, so that's not an issue. But there was a time when I might have had a nasty surprise for someone who tried any tomfoolery out on the street, but not anymore. Not me. By the way, I would never buy a gun because uh, the thought of taking human life terrifies me. But or the thought of using a gun for any reason, I mean, just terrifies me. But so I, I, I mix it up with both sides. But right now I'm highly disinclined to go downtown myself just because you, you, you pick your battles, you pick your risks. And if you do believe in the whole doctrine of defending one's self, you, you, you pick your battles and you don't go where trouble might be because it's never really worth it. And I think an awful lot of us, once you get past the, the chuckle heads from the nonprofit industrial complex chuckling about how they are the, the city is perfectly fine, and for them, by the way, it largely is down in Crocus Hill, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not worth the risk, certainly not worth the money. And honestly, for an awful lot of us, the idea of spending money and having any of it go into taxes to the city of Minneapolis is just a nauseating thought. I will be honest and say, since the pandemic started, I've been to Minneapolis, other than the far eastern fringe of Lake Street, once, count it, one time. Oh, and I visited a friend way down south Minneapolis another time. And it's starting to get people on the left nervous. Ezra Klein went out on Twitter this morning, uh, yesterday uh, afternoon, actually, and he tweeted, and by the way, I've never been one to have a whole lot of regard for the the, 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 the opinion of Ezra Klein, who is one of the founders of Vox.com, which is one of the symptoms that uh, tells you modern journalism is effectively dead. But he makes a good point here, or actually he makes a point I think maybe he didn't intend. And he uh, quoth Ezra Klein, violent crime is spiking. Homicides in cities were up by 25 to 40 percent in 2020, the largest single year increase since 1960 doggy. And 2021 isn't looking any better. This is a crisis on its own terms. So far, so good, Ezra. But it's also a crisis for the broader liberal project in two downstream ways. First, violent crimes supercharges inequality. Oh, you're dang skippy, it does. <laughs> Families who can flee do. Businesses close or never reopen. Banks won't make loans. Property values plummet. Children are traumatized with lifelong impacts on stress and cognition. Second, fear of violence undermines liberal politics. Just look at America post 9-11 or after the crime surge of the 70s and 80s and 90s. Politicians win. Punitive responses like mass incarceration or warrior policing rise. Social trust collapses. Gosh, why would that be? Why would social trust collapse when you have the very real impression you're taking your life or at the very least your safety and your property in your own hands when you go into a place that was once called the Athens of the 20th century? Kid you not, the Fedora's Travel Guide in 1986, when I had barely moved down here, 
referred to Minneapolis as the Athens of the 21st century, and it had its points. It wasn't wrong. I mean, it was hyperbole. I mean, they're trying to sell books. Back when travel information came in books, kids, ask your parents. But it was a wonderful place to be. Relatively inexpensive. That's why I moved here. Uh, decent, fantastic job market. That's why I stayed here. Uh, I mean, you could afford at that point for afford to live here. And the crime rate was pretty manageable until the murder Apples years. And then became manageable again. It became quite a safe major metro area till now. And that's why you might see places like Minneapolis and St. Paul start to think of something to do about it because it's, as Ezra Klein puts it, uh, affecting as a crisis for the broader liberal project. See, the fact that you can't run a business without worrying about getting burned out and looted from wall to wall isn't the problem. The fact that liberal politicians' gravy trains, their system of organized graft that transfers money from you, the taxpayer, statewide to them and their political class might get upended, might get disrupted, might get starved of money. That's the problem. This subject is nowhere near over. Uh, by the way, much more to come on that. This is going to be one of the big subjects of the next couple of years. Uh, so, uh, by the way, uh, you start to see that maybe there are a few people taking this series seriously. I was a little shocked to see Fox 9 covering people saying, why are you not protesting these, the grandmother of the young woman, who, a young girl who's killed? It's because it's not a cop who killed her? They're on to something there, and that story disappeared faster than the Edmund Fitzgerald folks. When we come back, speaking proudly, when we return, Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Why would you pay full price for name brand appliances when you can save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet? Hi, this is PJ. Your tax return or stimulus check will buy more at PJ's Appliance Outlet. We carry a huge selection of brand new scratch and dent name brand appliances like LG, Whirlpool, Electrolux, Frigidaire, and many others. Our customers tell us all the time they drove from 45 minutes to over an hour away to save lots of money. Hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars is what you'll save on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, dishwashers, microwaves, and washers and dryers. At PJ's Appliance Outlet, we take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service on great quality products at unbeatable prices. Don't forget to also check out our Ilve handmade Italian stoves. Reinvest in your own home and get it for less at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. 
And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Now, discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you, too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, 